Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Holy new Batman rumors that make our inner child jump for joy. Some major upgrades to the Disney parks on both coasts. We talk tacos... And we talk Cobra Kai without using an illegal spoiler crane kick. Disney and DC and tacos, oh my, it's... Distance nerding. You are now listening to Distance Nerding. He's Young Phil, and he's Jamez5000. And we're here to nerd together. We're talking anything pop culture, movies, music, food, wrestling, whatever you're nerding out on, we want to talk about it. Guys, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Distance Nerding. James. Yes, sir. Tenth episode. Hey, congrats to you, sir. Congrats to me. Congrats to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to edit it. So at first we got to get it out. True. And then it's ten episodes. Yeah. But I mean, you know, still. Good job. Good job, dude. On deck this week, we've got the download. New year, new news. Don't cross the streams. We go kicking it with some Cobra Kai Season 3. Who's hangry? Oh, we're going to be talking some tacos all month long. Got a little bit of mailbag. We got some mail today. And uh, what's happening? Can you say Transformers <gasps> convention? Transformers? Yes, please. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> Let me get a shout out. Since we're on our 10th episode, we want to shout out something special. We want to shout out the Nerdington Post, our Facebook group. Yeah, baby. You guys have been great. We appreciate all the interactivity, all the jokes, all the posts. You guys are awesome. Yeah, just keeping us alive, man. You guys uh, you guys give us a reason to keep doing the show. Yeah, so let's get a quick shout out to our, our top nerds on uh, the Nerdington Post. So quick shout out to... Aaron S. A.A. Ron. Shout out to our boy Aaron Watson. Uh, Agent A himself. And uh, Dean Coronado. Dean Dean. Thanks, everybody. We love you so much. Keep posting. Keep putting your jokes in there. Yeah, and give us more reasons to keep doing the show. Give us all the feedback. And you know, if you guys want to see more of something on the show, let us know what you want. And we'll, we'll find ways to get it in. Also, shout out to Toy Fusion, who was a big influence on our Growing Up Geeky segment. Again, Toy Fusion, incredible collectible shop here in Sacramento, California. Again, they were part of our giveaway, so shout out to them for giving us the new headphones for the giveaway. But if you want anything collectibles, toys, vintage, new, go check out Toy Fusion at toyfusion.com. You are a toy! All right, guys, let's get into it. It's time for the download. Holy bat rumors, Batman! Uh Uh-oh. It's being reported that HBO Max is doing a sequel series to Batman the Animated Series. No way. 
Did you watch that show? That's like one of my favorite shows. I've, I've said it more than once that the characters established in that show are my Batman, my Joker. Yeah. And this is the 90s Batman show. It came on in the afternoons. It was developed by Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, and Mitch Bryan and produced by Warner Brothers Animation. Yeah, dude. I actually have the comic for Mad Love. This um, was good. I remember it back in the day. Yeah. If you guys don't know what Mad Love is, it's, uh, well, it's the establishment of Harley Quinn. And it was actually written by Paul genie and drawn by bruce tim and it's an actual comic it was the first dc comic they actually did and that's really what they wanted to do with their show so it's awesome man i'm very excited to see this get a sequel yeah i'm super excited i think hbo max is gonna do it justice right. <laughs> get it justice no, what the heck i'll laugh anyway <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, do we know if Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are coming back? It's not confirmed yet, but they asked Kevin Conroy um, why they haven't brought back the series yet. And they said they pretty much ran out of stories to tell. Mm -hmm. But think about it. It's been 25 years since this show. Right. I mean, they went like seven seasons. So I yeah. mean, they told a lot of stories. But 25 years later, we've got a ton more Batman stories to, to tell. Oh, yeah. So... And there's new characters. I mean, you know, you can do things like Long Halloween and like Hush that they didn't do back then. So, so I think I think it's, they should do this. I've been looking forward to this for a bit now. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, plus all the the multiverse versions of Batman that they can tell as well. So they can blow this up. Oh yeah, absolutely. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. Holy back to back. Bat rumors, Batman. I seem to not know what's going on. <laughs> what? So it's rumored that Michael Keaton's Batman will be getting his own standalone saga. You know, that would have been cool if it was true, but we just got confirmation that it's not actually happening. Yeah, so the, the story was is that they were interviewing DC Films president Walter Hamada, mm -hmm. and Walter Hamada kind of let it slip that maybe there's going to be two standalone Batman series going on, movie series. Right. So, and we know one is going to be the Robert Pattinson version. Right. And then when they asked who the other one is going to be, the reporter just replied with Keaton. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that got a lot of people thinking that Keaton was going to have his own standalone series. Mm -hmm. And he went back and retracted it and clarified that when he said Keaton, he meant that Michael Keaton is going to be a part of the Flashpoint movie. Right. And that there's going to be simultaneous Batman going on in different universes, but he's not getting his own standalone series. Well, that's Batman. Or did they just let something slip? Um, did he spill the tea by accident is what I'm trying to say. So, guys, the rumor that me and James, what we think is going to happen is they're going to do a Batman Beyond series and Keaton is going to play old Batman. Right. Exactly. Like. I just don't think they're ready to announce that. So they just kind of took a couple steps back. Right. Hey, let's pump the brakes here. Right. The, the, the next thing would be who plays Terry McGinnis. I mean, there's been a lot of rumors. I don't know. If you were to cast this, who would you cast? I don't know. That's kind of a hard character. You need somebody who has that like high school youthful kind of right. like attitude, but at the same time is mature enough to kind of grow into that Batman character. Right. I don't watch enough WB teen dramas. Right. 
to, to pick an actor, but it's somebody like that. Somebody who's in high school or, you know, early twenties that's about to blow up. Right. So we'll, we'll have to see, we'll have to keep our ears to the ground on this yeah. one. And let us know if you have any theories about that too, because we think it's going to be Batman beyond. Yeah. I would love to see Terry McGinnis up in this again. Uh, if you guys think Terry McGinnis is going to be the next Batman movie franchise, who do you guys think right. should right. be Terry McGinnis? Who, who would you cast as Terry McGinnis? Rebooting Batman, the animated series, just like what they did with Batman beyond. Now rumors about, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman having a series. I think it's, it's all plausible. Right. All right, moving on into I'm ashamed to be interested in this news. Shame. Shame. Uh, McDonald's is introducing three new chicken sandwiches. But are you really ashamed of that? I'm not, but At I just all. need to say it. So we saw everyone go crazy for the for the Popeye's chicken sandwich. So McDonald's said, okay, hold my McFlurry. We got three new sandwiches coming, and it's coming next month. They can only hold the McFlurry if the machine's working, though. It's never working. (laughs) So they got a new crispy chicken sandwich, a spicy chicken sandwich, and a deluxe chicken sandwich. Which just means they put lettuce on it. Which means they put... I don't get that. Why do they do that? (laughs) That bugs me, because I don't want that lettuce. I want to go deluxe, but I just don't want lettuce and tomato. They just put lettuce and tomato on it. That's what makes it different. That's lame. Is it weird that I'm excited for this? No, because I'm actually kind of excited for it, mainly because the next thing that that I see on the the news feature here, all three items are going to feature a new filet with all white meat chicken and it's going to have a new crispy breading so that has me curious on is it not going to be the same lame chicken that they use all the time or is it going to be something that's that's something brand new yeah something fried chickeny and all three chicken sandwiches will be served on a new toasty buttery potato roll the chain is also rolling out in february did people ask for that? I don't know, but I'm asking for it. Like, was somebody just like, uh, we don't want wheat anymore. Get, give us potato rolls. Eggs, yeah. We're upgrading. Extra taters. More taters. I'm going to dip this potato in some crushed Vicodin. And oh boy, young Phil gets to do an impression news. Oh boy, we're going to take over the world like we've been doing forever now. Avengers Campus has officially been confirmed for a 2021 opening at Disney California Adventure. Just to be clear, we own Marvel. You own everything! They own it all. Originally, Avengers Campus was set to open in July of 2020, but of course, that didn't happen. The, uh, the COVID, yeah. Which is nice because we don't have an exact date yet, but them confirming a date for 2021, at least we know the parks are going to open sometime this year. At some point. I mean, I, I guess they're planning that it's going to happen, but we, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, I mean, not to get into a depressing. Yeah, I was going to say, you, <laughs> I can see the life getting sucked out of you. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to talk about this depressing thing that is that, that was 2020, but I mean, you know, hopefully we are able to go back into the parks and everything like that. Like just seeing what Avengers Campus is supposed to be i'm super excited for this that spider-man ride yeah well not even the ride like there's supposed to be a spider-man oh, yeah, animatronic yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. goes across the roofs and stuff like i want to see that yeah there was like a, a special that they put out like a um, behind the scenes i think it's still on disney plus i'll have to go find it yeah like just the cool things that they have for that like i want to go back to the park i also want my churros man i yeah. I'm, I'm, i miss disneyland churros but i mean yeah. you know like i want to go back to disney and i want to see this so bad i think they called it a flying animatronic because yeah. really, it's it's a robot that they're catapulting through the air. Yeah. But it's moving and, you know, it really, they showed us the robot, but 
they're going to put a Spider-Man skin on it. Yeah, and then the other thing is being able to get the Spider-Bot. Like, I definitely want to get that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And they've announced that they started opening, like, viewings of Avengers Campus. So it must be far along now. I've yeah. seen, I've only seen one picture of the entrance of it. But, you know, because they opened up Buena Vista Street, yeah. Yeah. there's, like, a, a small opening of it. Yeah, they, they had barely started working on it the last time I went to Disneyland. So I'm overdue, dude. Time to go back to the parks. We'll get the Spider-Man ride that you mentioned. Um, it's also going to be right next to Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, breakout old Tower of Terror type thing. We're also getting like a Doctor Strange special effects show. So I don't, is this a magic show? I don't know, but it's going to be interesting. It would only make sense if it was a magic show. <laughs> I know, right? And if he's not pulling a rabbit out of the hat, I don't want it. <laughs> or out of a portal. Yeah, th- that works too. That'll work. But like he has to actually like do a portal. Like he has to. <laughs> he has to do the, young Phil is, is doing I'm, the. I'm doing the circle thing that he does in the movie. The Doctor Strange hand gesture. Thank you for making this a visual podcast. It, I mean, I thought it was already. Yeah. We're also getting an Ant-Man and the Wasp restaurant. So, you know, we'll see what's happening. So I wonder if if they're doing that, if it's like the the miniaturized building that they're in. And like you walk in the restaurant, they have like a giant eight volt battery in the side over there or something like that. Right. Or like the hamburgers are going to be like super tiny, but still cost like $25. I mean, that's a given. That's going to happen because that's just Disney in general. I like money. They also said they're going to have character meet and greets, which is interesting now that we're going into this weird social distancing thing. I wonder if they're auditioning for that. Like, can I go over there and say, can I be the Hulk? I mean, I'm sure they let you audition. Yeah. I don't know if you'd get it. Probably wouldn't give me the job. But we'll get characters like Iron Man, Black Widow, Black Panther, Thor, and Captain Marvel, which they already have Captain Marvel. So sometime in 2021, we'll be back at the parks. Can I be Fat Thor? (laughs) I could be Fat Thor right now. <laughs> the pandemic has not been good to me. Uh, it hasn't been kind to any of us. Inside there, Lebowski. In more park news, I see they got to be opening soon because we got more park news this I week. I know. Characters from The Mandalorian are going to be walking around Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So as cool as this is... And we talked about this off mic, but it seems kind of weird and like it's not going to be in story Mm -hmm. because some of the things that they announced, which you'll get to here in a second, but some of the things that they announced that are going to be there almost don't make sense story wise. But uh, I'm going to let you continue here. So we're going to get Mando and Baby Yoda. And I say walking around the parks. Maybe that's the wrong term. They're going to be in the parks. Maybe it's a stage show or something like that. But we'll also get characters like Boba Fett and Bo-Katan will be in Galaxy's Edge. I think that's pretty cool that they're evolving the land. I think it would be great to walk around and see the Fett because I would fangirl so hard. Like I'd I'd drop to my knees and cry if I was in the presence of the Fett. Yeah, I'm sure you would. (laughs) (laughs) But also like one of the big things is they said that they're going to be replacing Kylo Ren ship with the razor crest and like i said and you know i mean we've already gone through it if you haven't watched the mandalorian by this point then what are you doing with your life but yeah stop listening go watch mando and come back yeah are we back okay yeah so the razor crest is gone but you know what and this is supposed to take place between episode seven and eight right yeah How's the crest back? Well, now that I'm thinking about it, technically it's supposed to be before seven. Okay. But I mean, still then the crest is gone at this point, unless in season three, they bring it back somehow. But I mean, find another beat up junkie razor crest. Oh my God. It got obliterated, man. What if they offer him like, here's the Falcon or you can have this old junkie razor crest. And he's like, I'll go with the old. I'll go with the crest. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That'd be funny. I know my way around it. Honestly, I, I think it'd be good to replace Kylo Ren's ship with the razor crest. I don't really care about the timing. Just 
Put the Razor Crest there. I'd rather take my picture with a Razor Crest than than Kylo Ren ship. I don't. Have you been to Galaxy's Edge? No. Oh, I'm sorry, because I have. So uh, <laughs> it's just in a weird spot that you walk in, and all of a sudden I there's hate you so much right now. And there's Kylo Ren's ship. It, it's it's kind of dead space when when they're not using it for their stage show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because but if the crest is dead space, then I mean, you know, at least you're looking at the crest. I mean, it's the crest. It could be just a, a pile of ash, and that could be the razor crest. <laughs> they're like, hey, we're putting the razor crest in. It's a bunch of junk parts all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> that would be so funny, but I, also so sad. I, I would cry. I, I would cry more than I would cry in front of Boba one, Fett. One little Beskar spear sticking out. Oh my god. Oh, so sad. So we don't have any dates on when the retro retrofit will be happening but it could be happening now who knows nobody's in the parks and this is coming to galaxy's edge in disneyland and in disney world okay so maybe they're not even working on disney world right now so we'll see you know the advantage that if you're a cast member that is a mandalorian like well, if you're one of the three mandalorian characters you're wearing a mask all the time so it doesn't even matter there it is look at you this is the way this is the way this is the way in more Star Wars news, because what is distance nerding without a ton of Star Wars news? Very true. Lucasfilm has released a new trailer for the Star Wars The High Republic. Ooh. So this is going to be a, a publishing initiative. So this is all brand new content. Okay. And all this story, and it's supposed to be a huge story, takes place several centuries before Star Wars The Phantom Menace. So before the whole Skywalker saga. Right. So this is like going to be the height of the Jedi Order and influence. And they, they're calling it like the Golden Age of the Galactic Republic. Okay. So it's, it's supposed to be really interesting. We're supposed to get a ton more Jedi in this storyline. And this is a huge, huge undertaking because... It's supposed to be like a huge mega story that's all interconnected. And they're telling it through like books and comics and magazines. And and now they're even introducing that it's going to be a manga. A manga? Yeah. We're getting Star Wars manga, like official Star Wars manga. Not, not like a retelling of a story, but it's a brand new stories. Yeah. So the Star Wars High Republic content is actually out now. January 5th. Light of the Jedi, which is a book, was released. We're also getting another book, Test of Courage, which is kind of a young adult book. They're making YA novels, so... Yeah. We're going to get, like... Hunger Games. Hunger Games, but Star Wars. Released already is The Great Jedi Rescue, which is a middle grade novel. So a lot of young adult stuff is getting put in. And then Marvel just released a new comic, The High Republic, the series. Nice. So tons of content. And we even have more content coming next month. So... They're going full on into this. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to take a look at some of the things that they're doing because I'm really interested in seeing this other era that doesn't have anything to do with the Skywalker saga. Yeah, and well, I mean, the one thing that is familiar is Yoda. I was going to say, Yoda's probably still alive because this is, what, 300 years before the events mm -hmm. of... Yeah, yeah so yeah, Yoda's a couple. still alive. Uh, Yoda is alive. Does Yoda have hair? That's the question. Have you seen those artist renderings of Yoda when he was younger and he's got like long waving hair. Yeah, I've seen those. That is not the Yoda that they showed in the trailer. So there is a trailer. If you want to go check it out, we'll okay. post it. But they showed like two minutes of pretty much characters, like different Jedi and their characters. So it'll be pretty interesting. And there's going to be content for everybody. Like the Edge of Balance is going to be the manga that's okay. supposed to be coming out. And it's supposed to follow like some younger Jedi that are 
on outposts and smaller planets on the outskirts of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little bit more like that Western feel, so kind like of on their own feel kind of thing. Yeah, kind of on their own in kind of a rough and tumble planet sort of okay. thing. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with this. No, it's going to be kind of cool. So lots more Star Wars coming your way. Hello there. So we're in 2021. We can put hopefully the worst behind us because we are a couple weeks away from the MCU coming back. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Yes! Yes! So WandaVision is coming back on January 15th, and it was announced that it's going to be a nine-episode series. That's kind of an odd number for a series. I thought so, too, but the rumors before, they they didn't announce how many episodes that that was going to be there, so they thought it was going to be like six to eight episodes. I'm happy with nine because it goes nine episodes from January 15th, which leads directly into Falcon and the Winter Soldier on March 19th. So Disney playing close to the chest here. Which is kind of different that they're putting these shows so close together yeah but i'm totally for it that means we got like three four months of mcu content and that means that they've probably written it so that it all flows together yeah i agree and keep in mind that wandavision is going to lead right into spider-man 3 and doctor strange in the multiverse of madness so we've been missing marvel mcu content yeah we're about to get a ton of it like in a week and it's just gonna be non-stop marvel i need marvel just like i need my star wars so i mean like i need this to bombard me like you need air uh, yes. So WandaVision is premiering on Disney Plus January 15th. It's going to be great. That's going to be great. It's going to be great. That's going to be great. In a movie that I've been looking forward to, this one looks really cool once I saw the premise. Amazon released a trailer for One Night in Miami. Yeah, man, I saw the trailer for this and uh, it's it looks really interesting. It's the directorial debut of Academy Award winning actress Regina King, who we know from The Watchmen. The Watchmen. So the story is based on a stage play by Kemp Powell. And the premise is super interesting. This is so just during the 60s, one night by coincidence, I believe we get these huge African-American stars in one place at one time. So we get Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke and NFL running back Jim Brown all in the same place at the same time. That's pretty intense, actually. It's a fictional story, but I guess it really did happen that they were all kind of in the same town. But it's almost like a what if what if all these huge stars were in one place at one time having a conversation? Yeah, and I mean, the story sounds like it's pretty compelling and it seems like really fun. So, I mean, I'm interested in seeing kind of what this is. I, I love these alternate timeline stories that, yeah. uh, that have been coming out recently. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Also coming January 15th on Amazon Prime. Oh, that's right around the corner. You're going to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. Ah, rumble, young man, rumble. In more streaming news, Quibi. Quibi. You know what Quibi stands for? I, I don't. What does Quibi stand for? Quick Bites. Seriously? That's some knowledge that you will never need again. Quibi is done and over with. That's what Quibi is? Yeah. Because all their marketing material is always somebody saying, you know, Quibi this, Quibi that, or it's a Quibi. That's a Quibi. Something like that. It means quick bites. I I didn't, I did not know that. Short, like 10 minute episodes. Well, I knew that. I knew there were like 10 minute episodes on on the app itself. I I just thought Quibi was a made up word. Yeah. I feel feel super smart for letting you know, but like it doesn't matter now because Quibi is done and over with, you know, started in April, done in December. So the big news coming from Quibi is that they're reportedly selling all their content, which I think they even have a a Kevin Hart show on on Quibi. Yeah, Quibi, they have a lot of good content. The issue was, is their their premise doing quick 10 minute things that are app only. Right. Just 
wasn't what was going to get out there. You know, people want to watch things on TV. Especially during a pandemic. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to watch something on TV or on their laptop. The fact that you could only stream it from your phone was kind of like their downfall. Right, right. So all that content is reportedly being sold to Roku. Wow. So Roku is like the leading streaming service for televisions, if that's correct. So mm-hmm. it was a big deal when HBO Max finally signed a deal with, with Roku, Roku to get onto their streaming network. So I use Roku. I have three Roku TVs. Yeah, see, I have uh, Fire TVs, but I mean, I'm not going to confirm nor deny that's because I work for Amazon. So <laughs> you're just an Amazon lover. <laughs> I get a discount. We all love Amazon. <laughs> I also love Roku. So that's a big deal that we're getting all this content directly to Roku. So the more and more my cable bill is going to go away. I'm going to just be streaming Roku and Disney Plus and you HBO Max. Have a cable bill? I do. You pay I, for cable? I still have AT&T or who does that? Or uh, direct TV. Dude, you just showed your age right there. I know, but it's I still watch like normal TV and kids dig it i so. stream everything and then everything that i uh don't have an app for i just use my brother's direct tv account because he has oh because he has direct tv <laughs> but my brother's old oh my can we move on i don't like this conversation <laughs> we're done with the news all right well guys since we're moving on i think it's time for us to move into this next segment don't cross the stream don't cross the streams all right important safety tip thanks Egon. So we're going to talk Cobra Kai season three. So we know it's been out for like a week and both of us have binged the entire season. Right. And in, in like a day, literally a day, which, which feels like it's been forever now because I've been wanting to talk about it nonstop, but you know, I know that not everybody has seen it. So we're going to try to avoid spoilers, yeah, right? Uh, so we're going to put on the spoiler alert right now. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If. You have not watched Cobra Kai. You may want to stop the episode, listen again later, or just skip this part here. You know, I'll even go a little bit deeper. If you haven't watched Karate Kid 2 or maybe need a refresher, oh yeah, go watch Karate Kid 2. Bird, you need to watch them now. Now, Bird. Now. now. You don't get a choice. I'm doing now! Because there's a ton of references to Karate Kid 2, which is my favorite Karate Kid movie. So, like, I think we'll just talk about some Easter eggs, right? Yeah. There's I mean, a well, ton of little Easter eggs. Well, like, okay, so what were your feelings on it? How did you feel about this season as a whole? I loved this season. Some people said it was super cheesy, but for some reason, like, all the cheesiness that comes with Cobra Kai, I lean into it so hard. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Like, all the, the small fight scenes, all the little teeny bopper drama. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So good. What do you think? Did you like it? Uh, I enjoyed it, man. It was everything that I was waiting for. Because again, we watched the first two seasons, binge the first two seasons, and then third season comes out and it was everything that I hoped it was going to be. Did it make you cry? I didn't really have any crying scenes, but I did kind of feel some of the stuff that happened with Miguel, especially all the things that happened with Johnny. Right. Um, right. You know, we, we definitely get a lot of backstory that we didn't have on characters that we thought we already knew. Yeah. So we see season three pick up or season two left off with Miguel still in the hospital from, right. from his injuries from the finale of season two. Right. But, um, yeah, this is some good character bonding. Yeah, well, like the storytelling was really good. I'm going to go with this. Jackie did not like certain things when it came to Miguel in the wheelchair. And okay. that was more because she has some personal experience with that kind of stuff with you know, people who are paraplegic like that. Yeah, this was a movie. 
or yeah. not, I, not a movie. There were some realism say. things that she was yeah. upset about. It's still telling a TV story. Yeah, yeah. That's but I the mean, way I should have put it. You know, go, going around that, though, I mean, you know, I did like the story. I did like the way that they respected the characters. Yeah. And you kind of see some of the, the trouble that they go through and the things that they have to go through, some of the relationships and kind of the differences in what we thought those relationships were and how different they were than what we thought they were. Mm-hmm. And we got some fun little Easter eggs. Like they kind of said it during the, the preview. So this isn't a, a big spoiler, but like we got a little callback when Daniel San is in Okinawa and they do like a mini tea ceremony. Like that's also from Karate Kid part two. Mm-hmm. We see that like a callback to him breaking the slabs of ice. Oh yeah. In Okinawa from part two. So that was kind of cool. I, I thought that was funny the way they handled that because he was breaking the ice to yeah. put in a drink. Yeah, it only like <laughs> jarred him out of like some kind of daydream he was having. So right. that, was, that was pretty cool. But probably the the biggest, it's not even Easter egg, but the one of my favorite parts of season three of Cobra Kai is they brought back Cho Zen, who was the big baddie the from, big bad from Karate Kid Part 2. So if you all remember uh, Cho Zen, he was the guy that Daniel-san had to fight at the end of Karate Kid Part 2. Right. But the way they brought him back with Daniel-san kind of searching for answers for himself and his business and whatnot, but the way they brought him back was really cool, the way they twisted it. Yeah, I thought that, that was a good way to handle Cho Zen, just the relationship and kind of forgiveness arc. Again, I don't want to spoil. spoil too much much yeah. but i mean you know just kind of the, the way that they handled their relationship i think you know what's interesting about this is that this told a little bit more of a story of daniel and johnny because we've always seen things from daniel's point of view in karate kid and now we're seeing johnny's point of view in cobra kai but now in season three we're getting a little bit of a broader view of right it's not just daniel's view or johnny's view we're starting to see this maybe gray area that like hey you guys are seeing things from your perspective. Right. Without saying what character said it, but there's a character that says there is Daniel's point of view, there's Johnny's point of view, and then there's the truth. I thought that that was a good way to do it because that character, when they were explaining it, was said, okay, what do you remember? What do you remember? Well, this is what happened. And I thought that that was a good way to make it where like Johnny and Daniel are both the protagonist and antagonist of the story together. At the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they're working against each other from different points of view. So, right. yeah, I, I totally get that. And we got some fun little callbacks. Like, there was a date scene at the golf and stuff yeah. from the very first movie. So, that was really cool. Speaking of, I guess, the first and second movie. But there's even a callback to the car that Mr. Miyagi gave Daniel-san. Daniel. Which, I mean, they kind of refer to that car in every season. But they, yeah. you know, this season, they, they actually give, like, a full explanation on the car. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, because when we saw the car last in Karate Kid... Mm-hmm. It was like smoking, Allie crashed it. Yeah. And we get a little backstory on that. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I dug that. Now, one of the biggest things, again, not giving away any spoilers, but one of the biggest things that I enjoyed about this season was getting a backstory on Crease and yeah. kind of learning more about his background and what he went through. And I mean, he's still a bad guy. Like, either way, no matter what, he is a bad guy. Yeah. But you kind of understand why he makes the decisions that he does and why he does what he does. Like, yeah. they humanize him a little bit. Yeah. And I guess it's not that much of a spoiler, but when they started to tell his backstory, yeah. I was totally sucked in about which character was Grease and which one wasn't. And yeah. I love the way they flipped it. Yeah. And that was really cool how that how that happened. Again, I'm not going to give anything away. Kind of how he learned to be himself. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you can definitely see whose influences were and why he kind of turned out the way he did. 
Yeah, I, I I love this season. It was really fun. Yeah, well, no, like the last the last season we know from the movies he was in the army. In the last season when they reintroduced him, it was like you know getting into oh he was special forces, but you kind of don't know whether he was or not because he kind of seemed like he was a liar and like you know yeah a lot that's of the a good things point. That he said were like you couldn't really believe what he said, but mm-hmm. then I like that they went into that he was a part of a and this is kind of spoilery, but it's not that he was a part of a special forces unit in Vietnam. And kind of how that came to be and what it was and the type of unit it was because it, it wasn't very conventional. So yeah. I add, I like, again, going back in and telling the story from different points of view. Yeah. I didn't expect to get Kreese's backstory and I enjoyed it. Yeah. A ton. Absolutely. And yeah. he was still a dirtbag. So, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, even though I binged the entire season, it was nice getting the, the Daniel backstory, a little bit of Johnny, a little bit of current storyline, but then a break and you get creases you get backstory. Crease, yeah. yeah. So it, the way they told it and, and spread it out throughout the season, even though it was one long binge. Yeah. I dug that. That was really cool. Yeah. I can't wait for season four. I can't wait for season four either, man. So we have news on season four, right? Yeah. Season four is coming. The writers already have almost finished writing it. So it's really a matter of like, Hey, we finished season three before the pandemic, but now that we're in the pandemic, we just have to film it. But the good part is, is that they converted a lot of these sets and they've kept the sets. So like Mr. Miyagi's house and whatnot. Yeah. Those are all sets that they've, they can reuse so they don't have to go out and the public and use them. So that was really cool that they kept it all and now they get to reuse it for season four. So I think they've written pieces of season four where they don't have to deal with the public, so to speak. So this is what the people really want to know. How many lightning bolts do you give? Nine out of 10 bolts. Boom. Nine out of 10 bolts. Nine nine out of 10 crane kick bolts. Nice. I was going to say, I also give it nine roundhouse kicks out of 10 lightning bolts. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I I really like this show. It's it's fun. And again, you know, I said it last episode, I have issues giving full tens to anything. I mean, it, it has small problems here and there, but at the, for the most part, it's it was a great show. Yeah. And the storytelling, again, was really good. Yeah. Going back to season four, real quick, they said they have most of it written. They also said that they have plans for a season five. Whew. So I think they're going to go ahead and write season five now, and then it's just up to Netflix if they want to continue the story. But, I mean, they got gold yeah. right here with, Because well, we know Netflix will only renew a show if, like, a certain amount of threshold of people watch it. Mm-hmm. And I think Cobra Kai was, like, number three at its highest. Right. So, I mean, you know, that's pretty good. But it's in, like, the top ten. Yeah. Anything so. in the top ten probably is going to get renewed. So, exactly. I mean. Exactly. So, go stream Cobra Kai Season 3 on Netflix right now. Bird. Bird, we're talking to you. Bird. <laughs> so, since we love tacos, we have a new segment for you guys. It's called... January is officially Distance Nerding Taco Month. We're talking about what to eat, where to eat, and we're starting it off with what to watch to get you wanting to eat. And of course, you got to be eating some tacos. I love me some food documentaries. Uh, I can get down on some food documentaries too. And we got one for you nerds out there. It's on Netflix. It's called The Taco Chronicles. Ooh, see, we're talking tacos right now. And I'm just, now my mouth is watering and I want tacos. Like, I want a taco. Right now. Like right now. Tacos. Yes. Uh, I didn't think they can do two seasons to talk about tacos, but they have, and it's glorious. Is it now? I haven't watched it yet. Jackie's mom has watched it, and she always talks about how good it is. Exactly. I haven't seen it yet, though. So go check out 
Taco Chronicles on Netflix, there's a lot of history and culture behind like the various styles of tacos. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think about this before, but there's a ton of different kinds. So, oh, yeah. So they go through it all in the different regions of Mexico that they have them in and, and how they came about and, and all that. So and they interview like different chefs and restauranteurs serving the various kinds of tacos and specialize in the various kinds of tacos. It's so good. Yeah. I love this type of documentary where they get like down to the streets and people eating it and they're like, I don't care. It's just so good. Like uh, season one premiered on Netflix in July of 2019. And they talk about pastor carnitas canasta asada Mm -hmm. barbacoa. You got to say that last one. We sell. Oh, so good. Mm hmm. I jumped in on season two, uh, which came out last year in September, and the Swadero episode. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I lost it. I was, was like, point. I was on Yelp right after, and just like looking <laughs> up where do I find Swadero. But there's tons of delicious content. You know, it's crazy. They have cochinita on here, and cochinita has been getting really big in the U.S. Oh, uh, yeah? lately. Just there's been a lot more awareness on what cochinita is, which is basically just ground pork, right? But right. it's really good. There you go. Mm. I, I always thought it was called like. Molida, no. Molida, something's different. There's something different, and it's, it's, it has it, more molida, to do with the what sauce. I, what I know, molida is like a mixture of like ground pork and ground beef. Mm-hmm. So it's like a mixture of flavors. Oh no, um, ground pork. So meaning meaning that it's like cooked underground. Oh yeah, my bad. Like Hawaiian style. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Now I'm gonna have to go back and watch that one. Yeah. So make sure you guys go check out Taco Chronicles on Netflix. And then next week, we're going to talk even more tacos and we're going to talk about our favorite spots to get tacos in Sacramento, in California, and around the world. So send us your favorite taco spots. We need to know where everybody gets their tacos. From here to Norway. Yeah, because right now me, I, I make all my tacos at home. But I mean... <laughs> I got some favorite taco spots around Sacramento here, so... You might have to let me know about them because we need good spots since since we're out here now. I don't know about you right now, James, but now I just want tacos. Mm, tacos. Really, the only word for it is... You've got mail. Mailbag! Looks like we have a, a letter this week. Ooh, like a physical, like mailed in the postal service? Um, email. So it was sent like through digital paper. Oh, I guess that works. But uh, I, I don't know if you saw, I sent the person who wrote this week. I sent him some stickers. And a lot of envelopes. And about 30 different envelopes with messages all on it. Good use of uh, paper. Way yeah. to recycle. Yeah, no. Uh, but just so we all know, our good friend Agent Double A wrote into us this week. Oh, good job, Double so, A. I yeah. haven't seen you in a while. I know, right? I mean, it's been a long, long time. Yeah. The last time you saw him was from behind and he hit you in the head. That sounded oddly weird, but accurate. Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, let's get through this reading here. Gentlemen, Bird needs to be a permanent fixture on the show. Maybe a monthly segment. Hear me out. But shower hour with your host, Bird. Um, I don't know what that means. I, I don't either. I asked him and he has no idea. She can talk about whatever the hell she wants to talk about because I can listen to her talk about everything Disney all day. Anyway. I will briefly touch on Wonder Woman 84. I was entertained, not a bad movie, but also not a great movie. More like the purgatory of movies. Some decent action, though I wish there was more. I do feel like they could have done without bringing back Chris Pine's character. I mean, I get it. She has loved and lost. He was her first true love, and she will always keep him in her heart. But I feel like they could have left it by showing us her memorabilia and him, and then moving on from the story arc. I kind of see where he's going with this, with the Chris Pine thing. I think they still needed him in it, for like the emotional hook that she's losing him 
uh-huh. you know, because it's all about like trading what you want for what you love. And no, that makes it. sense. So, yeah. Going back to his letter here. It's almost undermining Gao and her ability to be a lead actor. Like the first movie only worked because he was in it with her. I could be wrong seeing it that way, but that is the perception that I took away from it. Can I say how empty my weekends are that I have no more Mando to look forward to? I mean, with all of the content that will be put out over the next year on multiple streaming services, I'm sure we will have no shortage of content to nerd out on until Mando returns. I am also missing some Mando. I know, dude. We It, it just ended, and I'm already fiending for it. Well, they left us on such a high they really with did. that finale. Yeah. Oh, it's, it leaves you wanting more, but that's the sign of a great show that you want more. And it's like they told us when it's coming, and it's like it's still too far away. Yeah. And they were like, here's 10 more shows. Make that 11. We're like, no, we need it now, I though. need it now. My body is ready for some new Marvel content. I'm getting tired of watching the movies over and over just to feel something again. Anyway, my hat's off to you, gentlemen. Your show continues to get better every week, and I'm excited to be a part of the show and seeing it grow over the new year. Agent AA, signing off. Hey, Agent AA, hey, next time, just say you're going to come on the show. No need to get physical. I can share tacos. Yeah, um, I'm not going to confirm nor deny whether it was my idea to hit you in the head and put you in the closet. You just didn't have a spare seat. That's all it is. I mean, we had to get you off somehow so that way we could bromance. Just come down to the Nerding HQ. We're good. The Nerding HQ. That's a new one. Okay. So, Jamez, tell me, is there anything big happening soon? Do you love Transformers? I absolutely do love Transformers. Well, we have a Transformers con coming up. No way. No way. So we have IACon online, and it's coming January 30th and 31st of this year. That is awesome. So it's going to be a fan-organized event for all Transformers fans, and they're going to have panelists and cosplayer contests, like an online contest. So you got to get in and submit now. Additional contests, an artist alley, tons of stuff. So our friend Mike is putting this on. So make sure you go check out iacononline.wordpress.com and make sure you follow all their social media to stay up to date on all the panelists that they're still announcing. So this is going to be good. So I'm looking forward to this. I could use a good con. I I miss cons. So do I, man. Now for this, are you ready to roll out? Autobots, roll out. Really good. Yeah, I've been practicing. You know what? I've been watching a lot of the new Transformers, War on Cybertron, Earthrise. I'm only two episodes in on Earthrise right now. I'm sucked in. I'm sucked in. It's really good. I'm up to like four in the morning every night. This is awful. I'm having to watch it on my phone because Jackie wants to watch like the Addams Family or something. And and like Downton Abbey and Bridgerton. and All that stuff. Yeah. So I'm watching Earthrise on my phone. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but it's so good. Yeah, I dig that show. So make sure you check out iacononline.wordpress.com January 30th and 31st and make sure you follow socials. Get all the latest on their panelists. Yeah, be there or be a Decepticon. Ooh, not bad. All right, guys, don't forget that we have a giveaway happening right now to a new giveaway. Brand new giveaway for y'all. All you got to do is like, subscribe, and give us a screenshot, and you're in. Yeah, just screenshot that you are subscribed to our show, and we give you an entry. And you know what? Matter of fact, if you share one of our posts with a friend, you know, share the podcast itself, uh, I'll put you in on another entry. You just there you go. Gotta gotta show me that you're doing it. 
Share the nerd love. Exactly. And we'll pick a winner end of January, right? Yes, end of January. So last week of January, I will run the numbers and we will get a winner. And we will announce the winner on the first week of February. We are not afraid to buy your affection. That is 100% true. I will pay for your love. Well, that was awkward. Subscribe, tell a fellow nerd, have something you want to discuss, tell us what you're nerding out on, and make sure you join our Facebook group, The Nerdington Post. Guys, connect with us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Distance Nerding. Also, if you haven't checked it out, I've been uh, streaming my games on the Distance Nerding Twitch channel. Very Uh, cool. Yeah, so go ahead and check it out. It's mostly Destiny, but uh, I'm probably going to do a playthrough on Cyberpunk pretty soon. And let us know if there's some games that, you know, you want to see Young Phil stream. Yeah, uh, I'm also playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla if you want to check that too. Ooh, there you go. So, guys, remember, at Distance Nerding. On all the things. On all of the things. Thanks, everybody. Keep nerding together. All right. All this taco talk has me hungry. I need tacos. Tacos! Distance Nerding. The little Asian boy said that there would be tacos. I see no tacos. This is outrageous. I demand to see your manager. This isn't a restaurant, Phil. Where's the waitress? You're getting a bad deal per view. (sighs) Can we just go to the ad now? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 